0: Middle cough. maybe. Eight. Recording this podcast
1: uh, and doing this YouTube live stream on Tuesday afternoon. We're supposed to be down in Santa Clara right now, but we're not. So here we are, John. Here we are. Welcome. Yeah, That's
2: I mean, it, it, not mad or anything because we never got in our car and took the took the ride. Thank God you called me because there's a decent chance. I don't think I. I don't know if I would have checked my email. You know, it was, yeah, I had about a 15 to 20 minute stretch where I was going to shower, put on
1: some clothes, and take off. Yeah. Probably no email checking. No, I, email's the lot. I mean, I don't get alerts on my emails. I think people that get alerts for their emails are insane people. Well, I
2: check my emails a lot. That's
1: but you why don't I don't get do a alerts. buzz ding no. for an email. No. Like, I, you're a psychopath if you do that. Absolute psychopath. <laughs> but uh yeah i had a feeling because i just got it i was ready to hop in the car i was going to hit the pga superstore on the way down so i was going to leave a little early down to santa clara and uh and i I was just sitting at the desk and i figured i should call you people don't know what we're talking otas we're going to go down to Niners otas give you our live reactions from what we saw and uh they got they got canceled on on tuesday so we'll we have plenty to talk about but that's uh that's what happened so mandatory otas start next week where our plan is to go down for that if they, if they don't get canceled.
2: <laughs> it's one of those that was like, at first I was like, damn! And then as the hours have gone on, it's like, oh, not the worst thing in the world. You know, I'm like, you know, I would have stood there for an hour. They would have practiced on the other side of the field. You're know, in this I little just,
1: box. I like getting out, just hanging out on the grass, seeing you, know, seeing yeah. seeing you, seeing pe- chatting up a few people. Just max and relaxing. See. It's not three yeah. hours. It's like an hour and 20.
2: No, you, you know, know, hit a Starbucks. Special, something special about just... That smell and that smell on the gridiron, those pads. Well, actually, there aren't pads, huh? They're just in shorts and
1: T-shirts. So, no. Uh, yeah, just guys running around. I, I think you and I, uh, we appreciate, you know, as much as we enjoy the uh, comforts of our own homes and the proximity to the refrigerator and uh, our personal restrooms, you know, we appreciate that uh, sometimes we get to go out and go to the football stadium, and that's cool. So, you know, I there's part of me that still loves that stuff, you know, that just appreciates yeah, I, I- how cool it is.
2: 100 percent it's it's very cool
1: but at the same time you know
2: we're doing uh free marketing for them now we're in business too you know it's a, it's a, it's a win-win <laughs> partnership for every it's not like we're doing them a favor right i mean we're it's it's a win-win no, for all of us uh, we're yeah are all in this I'm just thing saying i thing like it. that's
1: all i'm saying i like it i, I do too i like Fine. training camp more yeah yeah that is it's more real but, but here we are and so it's good to be here for everybody on the youtube channel we're glad to have you give us your questions your thoughts your takes uh whatever you got if you're uh, on the youtube channel we've got a podcast uh, many of you may know that it's in the description below you can get on that i had uh, made if you're a while to the podcast, back we have a youtube channel
2: Sorry. a facebook page hey middle cough yeah i was gonna post our stuff and i i had somehow ended up on facebook this morning and realized like oh we had this little thing uh sent out a bunch of invites i think we're already over a thousand people that like the page so if you listen to this facebook i'll post podcasts and some stuff up there. I'll be we'll getting a little more consistent at it. Yeah, we just gotta use it like uh we use our Twitter account, but more, way more people are on Facebook. So I thought, Well, I gotta use you know Zuckerberg, you know, okay. living in a big house for a reason, guy. Okay. You, know? okay. you see him throwing the spear to Audio Slave, uh that video that went viral.
1: No. Zuckerberg's a different cat, you Where know, that? but uh he has got a powerful product. I missed it. I heard him talk was that us we were the other day, heard him talk and we're like, That's
0: his voice?
2: Uh was that him? Uh no, I don't think so abram um, Middlecoff youtube page
1: or uh that too but a uh, facebook page a lot of pages a lot of pages also <laughs> go to the itunes page and leave us a review in the review you leave a question any question whatever you want it can be rank your top five f1 drivers somebody asked me that my my neighbor slash uh buddy joe who loves f1 and is, he's italian american so he's big into the ferrari team and uh he was like who, who are your favorite drivers and i realized john I don't I don't know. The Le- Leclerc, that I like that guy. Uh, runs races for a Ferrari, red car. That's cool. But um, you know, any question you want, leave it in the mailbag. Bag alert, major bag alert. We'll be doing another mailbag this week, so get your questions in on the mailbag.
2: You ever watch my movie with uh, Hendrix and uh, you know, the dude, what's it called? Crash or Rush? The F1 movie from no, the 70s? I have not watched that movie. Yeah. I wish uh, I had because I
1: watched uh, Tenant Nick- the other day and that was a waste of two and a half hours. Oh, you couldn't pay me to watch that. They
2: heard so many bad reviews. Can't recommend nobody. I need enough. to watch
1: Tenet again just as like uh, ho- just homework, but I, there's yeah. no way I'm going to do it.
2: Well, the movies over Corona, because they haven't made many new movies, we just, we're kind of out, right? I mean, I, I have jumped back in to watch some movies from the 80s and 90s over the last six months just like, I got nothing to watch. Should I read? Should I do more work? Sometimes I find myself doing that. It's like, you know, there is no TV
1: for me to watch right I now. S- I spent legitimately 10 minutes last night because um, an ad came on with Kevin Bacon. He's like floating in the pool. And it turns out there's this website where you can go and just type in any actor's name and it'll tell you how many degrees to Kevin Bacon they are. And it's yeah. really hard to get somebody who's more than three degrees to Kevin Bacon. It's really hard. He's been hard. in so many movies. He's been in so many movies. I had to put in Jimmy Stewart just to get three degrees to Kevin Bacon. So. I would
2: imagine you'd be able to do the same thing with Samuel L. Don't you think? I mean, Samuel he was L. averaging L., like five movies would, a, a, week, a month. But Bacon,
1: year. don't forget, like Bacon started acting when he was a kid.
2: True. But yeah, Samuel, Samuel L., L. those guys,
1: been going pretty strong for about two decades, though. Doing a lot of movies. That's true. Uh, Connor on YouTube says, Sleep Number promo code HAM for the Niners players to recover from a torn Achilles every week. It's actually sleepnumber.com slash HAM. We got to get that right. Pays the bills. Nicholas, why isn't anyone talking about Mo as the Niners wide receiver three? Yeah, John, why isn't anyone talking about this? Because no one cares. last week, John, and I tell you, it was him and Juwan Jennings going head-to-head. Granted, half the Niners' pass catchers weren't there, but... I don't do this very often
2: anymore, but it kind of got back to my roots, argued with this guy on Twitter back and forth in the reply, so you know it wasn't public. I had tweeted last night that how good the Bruins Islanders series were, or is, was is or was it's still going, it's still going on. It's three two Islanders. Now. Oh, when's going game back seven? Back to New York. Uh, well, it's three two. It's game. F- it's going to be game six. When's game
1: six tonight?
2: No, because they played last night. It would probably be tomorrow. Would be my guess. Gotcha. Okay. Great. Been a great series. Can't and wait. Someone's who your, list your.
1: Who your someone's favorite? like, you had a Name show.
2: You had a radio show in the Bay Area. You're telling me you didn't watch the Sharks. Like no, I didn't watch the sharks. I never did. Uh, and I remember, three I, people. people
1: got mad at us once about it.
2: I'm not anti-sharks, but in, in this little business, we just watch what other people watch, right? I, my really only quote-unquote passion sport would be golf, and luckily we've been able to monetize that and talk about it on here. But like, they, I, oh, good reminder. Uh, DraftKings game, U.S. Open next next week. I already kind of like. I saw this. I forwarded you just his Instagram, but Xander, San Diego guy. Of all the quote unquote favorites, he's not like 12, 13, 11 to 1. He's 20 to 1. He's been playing, he's been in the mix the last couple weeks. I, I just think As 20 always. to 1, like for a guy to, I might put it $200 on him 20 to 1. He was in the mix. Remember Bryson? He made a late push. He passed Wolf last year.
1: Mm-hmm. He's a good hard course player, and this is kind of his home turf. Now, that can backfire. He's a good late push guy, too. It can backfire on Rory. Remember when he missed the cut? Yeah, so, uh, but I, I think Xander is going to be the guy. You know, Rom has to self like, he's not even allowed to show up till Wednesday. I didn't realize that Rom went and got, Rom found out he'd been exposed to somebody, so then he went and got the uh, the shot. Yeah, he got the shot on, like, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, can you help me out on this? I need, I need you to, to uh, vouch for me here. Tyler on YouTube says, Guy, any thoughts on the Nets, who you said after seeing them in person weren't title contenders to you? That is the exact opposite of what I said. I said after seeing them in person, I thought they were going to win the championship. Do you remember what I said? I think I agree with Tyler. You said they sucked. That is not true. I don't remember. I didn't even. I forgot you. I said I saw them in person against the Warriors this year. I said I thought the Nets were going to win the championship. Tyler, that is a misrepresentation of of history. Well, you know, Blake is on. uh, Clearly, went to Germany and got
2: blood spinning because he's flying through the air dunking on people. Do you remember the stat when they?
1: When when he left Detroit, the stat was he hadn't dunked since December of twenty nineteen in an NBA game. Well he's dunking now, guy. <laughs> and he's dunking over dudes. Have you and noticed he's like their fourth best player? He's he's a great example. Like NBA guys are doing what the NFL guys are like sweet players are wearing single digits, like big guys are wearing smaller numbers than they used to. Like Blake. Like Blake's wearing two, right? Yeah, you you're saying like David Robinson
2: fifty, Charles Barkley thirty four, Shaq thirty two. Like they just used to wear like big numbers.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying within the last couple I feel like in the last couple of years. What was the I, dream? Thirty? Thirty two? Thirty two. Yeah. Felt like a lot of thirties. I just specifically Blake wearing two and Andre Drummond wearing two. Well what's the brow wearing? What's he, is he zero or two? Three. Yeah. So maybe I just some guy I'm just some guys have historically worn bigger numbers have gone smaller numbers. Just I don't know very NFL because you pointed out to me the uh, Jalen Ramsey video which I went and found and the guy looks sweet. He's wearing five
2: now. I think it was his college number. Lewis Riddick I remember hated him coming out thought he was going to be a bad player couldn't cover. Uh, Don't ever forget that when you hear Lewis talk about all his hits because that's a miss.
1: Uh, Jalen's pretty good.
2: Part of it was like, I don't think he has the man to man skills. Like, actually,
1: he does. What do you think is worse? Missed it on Jalen or uh, yeah. not liking Nick Bosa?
2: I liked, I didn't like Nick Bosa out of counterculture. Oh. And I just, <laughs> so it was just counterculture. Gotcha. So, yeah, it was very <laughs> similar.
1: <laughs> hey, missed a season. <laughs> but I was wrong. I was wrong. Was I'm good. waiting. It I, it's, it's a good call. If he misses a couple years, you should come all the way back around with an I told you so.
2: Again, I, I, uh, I, I can I I don't know if it's uh, if it's racist I can just be anti white guy super high I I didn't like Joey I remember when they took Joey three I was like what are they doing I just question now those guys are exceptional I mean I I didn't like Christian McCaffrey I thought he was going to be Julian Edelman yeah I mean, maybe you didn't, maybe superstar. there's a pattern here yeah maybe I'm the opposite pattern. of you know I guess what Twitter tells me that I actually am yeah you're um
1: I don't know anti white guy. I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like the other day somebody texted me some anti good friend. looking rip white guy. Van Gundy would said that uh, Jokic is like no. He said Doncic is sneaky fast. <laughs> I feel it like makes it sneaky. Just,
2: is he just kind of slow, but he's like, but he knows what he's doing. Well, I
1: heard I heard uh, I was listening to pardon my take this morning, and there was a conversation about I guess Paul George tried to do the jersey exchange, and Luca didn't want to do it on the court, and there was some theory that maybe it's because Luca's not cut. They didn't want to do a jersey exchange on the court. Yeah, because you have to. You don't ever want to let your uh, your man boobs
2: out. You know, national TV cameras. It's just a dangerous place.
1: Yeah, it's a dangerous place. Uh, All right, so a lot to get to today. We're glad everyone's here on YouTube again. If you're listening to the podcast, circle back on the YouTube channel. We'll have more content there as always. Like uh, Monday, we did a YouTube only video about um, something Albert Breer wrote, and really just more about Julio and the NFC than specifically that Breer said nobody in the NFC offered um, the Falcons anything for Julio, but
2: I'll put that up on the Facebook page. Good idea.
1: On the on the uh you know social so media remember when well. we were wasn't it on it was on Facebook way back many, many moons ago when we were doing radio. Facebook first came out with this the live stream. Yeah. And we started streaming our radio show, the, the video of it, right? I think on 95.7, the game's stream, right?
2: Or was it our own?
1: I feel like we might have done it on our own, but maybe it was on the 95.7 page. The point is, a couple things happened. One... Facebook's numbers were dramatically off. We were getting we'll get, 80,000 80, views in like 10 minutes.
2: I thought we'd we'd have total like 380,000. Yeah, yeah, it would something. total, but it'd be like, oh,
1: <laughs> 80,000 concurrent views. It's like, what yeah. is going Like, okay, guess we're blowing up. So there was that. Facebook changed that. And then Facebook, remember, immediately they did a thing where they flipped the camera so you couldn't like just put up advertising behind you. They wanted to get a cut of it. Yeah, because it would reverse the image.
2: Anti-business Zuckerberg. Anti-business the money.
1: And then we got told we had to stop doing it by the company. They said stop streaming on the internet, uh, stop video streaming on the internet. That clearly is going nowhere. You guys uh, are taking money out of our pockets when you stream on the internet video.
2: Yeah, there was this chick we just kept hearing about uh, called Wheezy. She was like the, the corporate lawyer who was always really mad at us, yet I never talked to her. I, I ho- always heard like, Wheezy wants you to do this. I'm like, why didn't she just shoot me an email then?
1: Like, oh, I thought it was our direct boss. I didn't remember it that
2: way. Well, it was, but he always claimed that he was being told. It's classic middleman. Which I don't believe, I don't. It was hard it's to ever keep quest. track. You know, but I feel I've like always things always got pushed on management. invisible
1: people. Like, oh, yeah, they
2: said. Yeah. It's an easy one. It, what, it'd be my go-to move if I was an assistant coach. I'd be like, uh, Kyle wants us to do this, even though it's my idea. And I just know that'll get them to do it. Like, they'll push back. and be like, yeah, yeah, Kyle wants us to do and if I really want, like, if I work for the Cowboys, I'd be like, yeah, Jerry wants you to uh, be outside shade there. I would. <laughs> that's what I would say. Whoever is like the most she- powerful guy in my building, that would be my go-to move as a position coach. I'd be like, yeah, the, uh, the, po- the so partner. you're the position <laughs> coach.
1: You would pretend like you're talking to one of the
2: main owners. Owners, or if I had like, obviously with New England, I guess with Kyle, he has all the video cameras in every individual room, so you have to be careful. Uh, yeah, I do. Owners like L.A. Cronky. Yeah, this is what Stan wants, guys.
1: <laughs> Stan says OT has got to be practice full pads. And Stan yeah, says full my, pads. It's so not my choice. You know, know, out of my hands. Signs all of our checks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's dive in, John, to a few things. And I think the uh, the number one thing is uh, is easy. We can actually begin the conversation. Uh, Robert on YouTube says injuries happen in OTAs all the time. Just hoping no starters are hurt. That's obviously where we're going to start. So. So the news that the Niners uh, canceled OTAs may or may not be related Tuesday to the news that came out on Tuesday morning from Monday's OTA practice, which was not good. Justin School, ACL injury, and um, Tarvarius Moore, Achilles injury. You know, we already had the Jeff Wilson uh, injury as well. So two pretty major injuries to uh, 49ers on Tuesday. Not necessarily to targeted starters, but Tarvarius Moore plays a lot. Maybe could have as a safety. And uh, obviously Justin School played a lot last year, played some guard, played some tackle, depth taking a major hit. Actually, I was looking back at it, unofficial count, somebody can correct me, but just at a quick view, I think there were only a handful of players the Niners had uh, available and active for every game last year. I think Tavares Moore, Fred Warner, Marcel Harris, Eric Armstead, Aziz Shire. I think that's the list. But again, that was a quick glance here before before we started.
2: Yeah, I mean, school did definitely started that, if you remember the Super Bowl year when McGlinchy and Joe Staley both went down for several games yeah. as a rookie. Now, I, I saw a lot of people saying he was no lock to make the roster. I, I understand that. And just like Tavarius Moore, you're not losing Ed Reed in his prime. But the overall arching point is it was rattling to any single human being just in the league, let alone if you follow this team, to know... This team has the market cornered on injuries. That's not even debatable. It's literally, they've done the studies the last couple of years. They've had more in, they had more injuries last year than any team. The year before, they made the Super Bowl. Tackles were dropping like flies. Guys were getting, it was crazy. It was nuts. And then their quarterback, who the healthiest year he had was 19, gets hurt all the time. So they just have guys that drop like flies. And to me, just to read that headline of, maybe they sent out a press release too, but I saw it first on Twitter. An ACL and Achilles injury at an OT practice, OTA practice, and I'm with whoever the commenter was, and I understand people say people get hurt. People get hurt playing football. People get hurt doing physical activity. It's just part of life, let alone football. In the offseason, I would say the two go-to injuries are, you're not going to tear shoulders, right? You're not going to have labrum tears because you're not tackling. You're going to have Achilles, and you're going to have ACLs. That is not abnormal. Hell, the Niners... It happened once upon a time to Crabtree. Remember, that was probably the most eye-opening Achilles in, a, in an offseason. Well, I remember in Philadelphia, Jeremy Macklin tore his Achilles. Like, it's stop and start stuff. But to have two of them, two de- they are devastating injuries. Not that they are career-altering, but that they knock guys out for the season. And they can be career-altering. And they can be. But just like, these guys, these are two players. One for sure would have made the roster. The other more than likely would have. They're just... On, in, on injury reserve that are just gone in, you know, in a practice for a team that, like, listen, they, they've admitted it. Like I said before, I, I don't pretend, no, no one does, to understand, like, strength conditioning doctors, how it really impacts this. But, like, a couple years ago, they fired everybody. Like, they admitted it, like they had a problem. It was, it's not even an opinion. They didn't even right?
1: know exactly what the problem was. All you have sometimes is the end result data How do you get there can be very unique. Injury to injury, body to body, every body is different. But, yes, they clearly were at a desperate spot a couple years ago when they changed staffs because that's a a thing you do out of desperate. Like, what else can we do? But what else can you do, right? If your offensive line's playing shitty, you just go, we need a different
2: coach. When you have guys just tearing ACLs, you can go, oh, uh, we need new doctors. Well, Stanford, your doctors are from Stanford. We need new trainers. Well, your trainers were there for Super Bowls. Right? I mean, you're in NFC championships under Harbaugh. You, we need a new strength coach. Well,
1: okay, but we need is new, that really the problem? We need new turf. Right? Yeah. I mean, that was the conversation last year uh, after a couple guys got hurt, after Solomon Thomas and um, uh, Nick Bosa got hurt in New York. Right? It's their turf. The, it's their turf.
2: Yeah, everyone – I mean, the Niners were adamant. I don't blame them. I mean, that was a uh, – I heard from a, a turf tr- expert that, it, that that turf is bad, but – but it didn't feel like it
1: guys kept going down throughout the season right now saquon i mean but yeah, saquon's I mean, it, injury was a little different but yeah i mean you're right there are it's not like guys on other teams don't get ACLs and Achilles i part of it is specifically if that news came out for a, a team that hadn't been dealing with what feels like a very significant injury bug now for several years and multiple st- training staffs it would not be the same piece of news right but yeah. part i think part of it is like okay, what's next? How many years can you be injury prone before it's not just bad luck? Because the Niners, like you said a couple years ago, clearly said, well, maybe it's bad luck. We don't, maybe we don't really know, but we got to change something. So they did. for For
2: example. I know they've told a lot of people, obviously in our email that we got was, this was a planned deal. And listen, I haven't asked anyone. I'm not a journalist. I'm not really trying to find the truth. I just know my gut says this was, when you have two major injuries in an OTA, and you had to assume, unless they were in the weight room, let's just say they happened on the practice field, an Achilles and an ACL, I think it's fair to assume that both guys went down, right? And they go down, they have to be helped off. Like, that's, you and I have been in enough practice. That's a jarring moment with one guy throughout a practice. Whoever the second was in the order of this, I can't imagine they kept practicing after the second Achilles. Uh, That would be one of
1: my first questions. (laughs) Did practice end after the second injury? Yeah.
2: So once the practice ends after the second injury, whether it was the Achilles or the, they had to think, let's just take a deep breath. Let's just get till tomorrow. And then they got to tomorrow and they just like, people are still, that had to just be a jolting moment for a lot of these guys that even just like kind of role players that have just seen a lot of their teammates go down. And the elephant in the room is like, we were supposed to boycott, right? And now we're here, and now guys are going down. And the way the NFL works, it's not like uh, Kevin Durant, you tear an Achilles, people are still giving you the max, you still get money. Like, NFL, boom, you're cut, right? Justin school, his career could be over. If, if Tavarius never is the same, like, he'll never play again. So the majority of guys, Trent Williams ain't even there, but if you're like Fred Warner, you're like, God, I'm hopefully a couple months away from signing a huge extension. Like I, I, I don't want to just chase and trace Sermon to the left and have a knee go out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got to be rattling. So my, my gut says, and I don't blame them at all, let's just uh, let's throw a barbecue today or something. Let's just chill.
1: Well, or, or send them home early or do whatever. Especially in a year where players, the Niners are one of the teams where a lot of guys showed up to voluntary camp. But like you said... There were a lot of players, and a lot of certainly before it even all began, there were a lot of players who were considering not showing up. Now, ultimately, more did show up than maybe we initially thought would, or at least they led everyone to believe would, that they were going to boycott OTAs. But if you're those players, if you're one of those guys who was on the fence and decided to show up, I wonder if part of it is maybe I wasn't going to practice today anyway. Right. Now, ultimately, and you and I were talking about this before we hopped on.
2: Is let's just say hypothetically, and we don't know. By the time you listen to this tomorrow, there might be highlights. Well, I guess there won't be because the media is not allowed. But let's say they don't practice again; they cancel. Pr- you know, they just have walkthrough meetings tomorrow, and the, the mandatory minicamp doesn't happen because I, I would say that's on the table right now. I, I, I like, are you confident that practices are going to happen next week? No. And it's like I partly I would blame because them they had good do-
1: attendance for voluntary. And like we you don't, don't need feel- to. Oh, we got to wait till Trent Williams and, and, and uh,
2: Juice show up. Yeah, and it feels like they've been going now pretty strong for a couple months, right? Just with the group together, Like, right around the draft, everyone got back together. But my thing is, eventually, and this is, a th- this is the hard part about the sport, is you do have to practice, right? And once you practice, start with pads, you're going even faster. It's just the nature of the sport. Like they are going to have an injury in training camp, 1 million percent. More than likely, a day that we're there, a guy will get hopefully not carted off the field, but even just like a broken hand, right? Just uh, a strained a dude running a go route grabs a hammy. Like, it's just that's good. That happens in every camp. I, I I used when I first got in the NFL, my job was the ch- roto world and just input injuries. And it was just like training camp was insane. It was like, God damn, it never stops. So it's it's going to be, or is everyone going to be like, Happen it again when Ayuk has a hammy? August 1st, right?
0: Ultimately, that, is that, that... would be the that, reaction, yeah.
2: Yeah, but it might not even be that big a deal,
1: right? That's just football, right? This,
0: if my that point specific is,
2: player gets that is, specific
1: injury... But, he had, but he
2: had, it happened to him before. That's
1: why I'm saying, if Brandon Ayuk gets a hamstring... But you agree, which, it's coming. Like, they're going to have an injury in training. Well, I mean, th- this is the part you can't hide from, is you're playing football. Like, eventually, you cancel some practices, maybe you cancel mandatory OTAs, but eventually, you got to play football. Right. Like, eventually, Nick Bosa's lining up as your starting defensive end. And
2: he can't just do it week one. That can't be his first time in pads, right? He's going to practice.
1: Well, did you hear – I know you heard it because you mentioned it. I don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast the other day or you mentioned it just when we were talking. Julian Edelman's appearance on Chris Long's podcast. And one of the things they talked about was the game that New England played last year on, you know, no notice. Was that on a Tuesday or a Monday? I think it was a Tuesday, wasn't it? or a, Maybe it was a Wednesday in Kansas City. What was the deal on that one? They played the weirdest game, yeah, because Cam was
2: out, and they pushed the game back. It was a weird—I remember they did a Wednesday game. And one thing he said was, we flew in day of remember the game. Remember Belichick? Yeah, that was—remember they were, like, down three points
1: at halftime? Yeah.
2: And he was like, this is the greatest game Belichick's ever coached!
1: And Julian It was, it was said, remarkable. But one thing Julian <laughs> said is that it was—he's like, I've never been so tight for a football game. Like, I just was not prepared to play that game physically my body. Right there is an element now. That's a specific short-term buildup. We're talking about a longer-term buildup. Last year, last year was unique with some of those weekday but, games. But the point is, just you can't just walk onto the field cold and start playing the sport. That's the point. The, the NFL was pretty cold-blooded last year. Like
0: we're getting these goddamn games in Ooh, blooded. <laughs> we're getting these. What games day in. was that game? I, I feel like game uh, was I like think
2: a, it was. A, I think it was a Wednesday. The Chiefs played
1: multiple Tuesday. Well, there was a Wednesday Ravens games. Wednesday game, right? Last year. Maybe that game was Monday, but it was supposed to be Thursday. something weird happened it was with something the extraordinarily weird yeah <laughs> anyway um, I, don't, I don't know in the short term what you do about this, but I do know I under normal circumstances, I would chalk it up to these are just things that happen. this is the sport it's luck, but you know you just you, you are on high alert with this team given how frequently it's happened to them. Guy who doesn't like a Wednesday one o'clock Chiefs Patriots or Ravens Browns at two o'clock on a Tuesday, but <laughs> yeah. but like on on three days notice that's what I'm looking for. I want a surprise NFL Wednesday game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happening. I love I love when the element of surprise is there for the coaching staffs. Like they've only been practicing for Tuesday uh, for since Tuesday for Tyreek Hill. They thought well, they were going to be playing. When the did Falcons Cal last year
2: week. decide to play UCLA? Wasn't it like Friday night and they played him Sunday morning? He played him Sunday morning at nine a.m. They lost. They Sunday morning well. at 9
1: a.m. at the Rose Bowl. They,
2: they were my sleeper to win the division. They were a lot. A lot of people left Cal last year.
1: Luckily, that Pac-12
2: season didn't even count, really.
1: Uh, I I view it very it's difficult for me to view the like <laughs> defending with all I love Oregon, all the defending Pac-Twelve champs as the ducks have to remember. Washington couldn't even play in the championship game. Like Yeah. Some weird shit was going on. John, let's tell the people about wineaccess.com/slash ham. Wineaccess.com slash ham gets you 20% off and access to one of the greatest collections of wine you can find anywhere on the internet. Guy, wineaccess.com, 20% off. Here's the thing. Sending people gifts puts smiles on faces.
2: Alcohol also puts smiles on people's faces. Imagine if you could combine the two. Send alcohol as a gift because wine, wineaccess.com, only 1 in 18 bottles on average makes it to wineaccess.com slash ham. Right? That's just because they have such a stringent uh, deciding factor to get on the website because they only have the best. And when I'm talking the best, I'm not talking like $500 bottles of wine. You can find that if you're looking for it. You can also find $15, $20, $30 bottles of wine. Send a dad, send a brother, send a college roommate, send your wife or girlfriend, she doesn't even know it's coming, like, honey, something's at the door. And then all of a sudden, six bottles of Cab or Pinot, whatever she likes, she'll be happy. You'll You might get lucky that night. Because of WineAccess.com slash ham on us, you can thank us later. You don't even need to thank us. Just go use uh, the website. Yeah. Do enough thanking. That's right.
1: Uh, I don't know anything about wine, but the beauty is every bottle that you get comes with a breakdown, tells you about the bottle, tells you what it's good with, use it with fish, cheese, whatever. Uh, So you can be sending it to somebody who doesn't know, and it's a little educational as well, but I'm with you. To be able to send, and I've done it a few times, you've done it a few times, like six bottles... With the 20% off, there's also a point where it's not that hard to get to the free shipping. So you can basically, you pick the right, but you could end up sending like six bottles of wine to somebody for around 100 bucks, which is a pretty significant gift for not as significant an investment. Trust me, as someone who has sent it and gotten the thank you, as have you, you blow someone's mind when you throw them six bottles of wine. And you don't have to send them six. You can send them one bottle, two bottles. You can order it for yourself. Father's Day is coming up. You mentioned that. So that's a great, a great option. But um You know, we're big fans of WineAccess.com slash ham.
2: WineAccess.com slash ham. Go use it 20% off, 20% off. Go
1: check them out.
0: ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it.
2: Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code.
3: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medalla is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois. You have one unheard message. <phone rings>
1: I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are
3: making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
1: Okay, so here's the deal. We're going to do – we have to – sometimes in um, trying times, John, you have to have a a sense of humor. Not that this is funny, but we thought we would do – we would rank Niners players by the one, the, the injuries that would be the most devastating to this team. And I think part of what makes it interesting this year for this group is that Jimmy Garoppolo historically has been hurt, but would he be on the list of the top five most devastating injuries to this franchise? And I think the debate probably comes in around number five. But would you agree with this? In some order, these four guys, Kittle, Bosa, Trent Williams, and Fred Warner, would you agree or would you argue with any of that? <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Or would you put I like Jimmy... It. I mean, the fact that Trey Lance is on your roster, obviously in any given year, you, you don't... Jimmy Garoppolo playing well is probably the best thing for this team this year. But given that you have a quarterback who you're pretty heavily invested in, a big part of your future behind him, maybe you could weather that. It's hard to know. I mean, we're talking about a rookie who played one game in the last two years at the FCF's level.
2: Yeah, I think one thing that makes the Niners unique relative to a lot of good teams, like let's just bring up like four... The Bucks, Seattle, hell, the Cowboys, yeah, they might not even be good, but I mean they have a hype and the Packers. It's always like, well, if Dak goes down, well if Russell goes down, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> like once you start paying a guy 35, 40 and he's a Pro Bowl quarterback, it's like, what about our backup? Yeah, it's not that's not the sport. Right? It's like Bill Poland used to always say in the Colts building, if Peyton goes down, none of it's all a moot point. None of this matters. That's where it makes the Niners a little unique, is they were very Jimmy dependent the last four years, right? Definitely the. I mean, once he got here, they weren't until he showed up. But those next three years, and two of them, he just disappeared, and they were it was a disaster. It does feel like just with the reinforcements, you just got two bites at the apple, right? Like if Jimmy were to go down, it's not over. If Trey were to have an injury and Jimmy was healthy, you'd be fine because Trey might not be playing anyway. Not that that'd be good, but th- th- their situation like for the Rams, you can just look in their division. If Stafford went down, if Russell goes down or Kyler Murray goes down, those it's over for those teams. Right. Like it was for the Niners last year. This year the Niners just have the it's gonna be a one off situation this one season where they just they got two guys, right? There's no like, you know, if if Stafford goes down, we got uh who was what was the guy's name? John Walford Like that's is he still there? Like, probably. We, I mean McVeigh. Yeah, he's them. there. What McVeigh did mention, I think, with Kingsbury or one of those that play call that he sent him on the run that it got him killed. He's like, that was on me. Now, I didn't know he was going to dive headfirst, but I was like, I thought he died. <laughs> but I think he's alive now and he's a backup. But they're all in on Stafford. And that will be the case. Like, once Jimmy gets traded this offseat, like once, you know, potentially, right? Trey Lance will be number one on the list.
1: Yeah, he's not going to be on the roster for 22 or $27 million, Jimmy Garoppolo, in 2022. No. So you only get that luxury if you want to call it that once. But, okay, so for that reason, normally your quarterback would be in your top five. You could argue this year. It's hard. I mean, I, my first reaction, John, was the the next guy on that list, I'd put Ayuk. I think he's got kind of the next highest ceiling just in terms of being a dynamic playmaker for them. Well, you want to just rank one through. Let's just rank the guys you listed
2: because I, I have a pretty – I know who my number Kittle one, one is. No, because he's been hurt. Like I've seen them operate without him, and they can function. Now, he's their best player, but I'm not saying I'm rooting for him to go out, but they've managed before. You can run the ball still. You could throw it if the wide receivers are healthy. I think we saw last year with Nick Bosa, it dramatically alters everything because he is a superstar pass rusher. So if you're going to rank this list, think of it just the most important positions. Well, if a quarterback's not on this list— the second most important position is the pass rusher, and he's a guy that last year I think a lot of people thought like 15 sack season coming off his baller rookie year, and then he disappeared, and they just it just wasn't the same. Like he is a difference maker, right? Like even Trent Williams, like to me Trent Williams is high on the list more t- for the money they gave him. We've seen like Joe Staley got hurt, and they were able to patchwork it.
1: Yeah, see, I don't know if they can—I don't—because it's a two-fold deal. He helps you run the football, and he protects your quarterback,
0: Trent Williams.
2: Yeah, so to me, the argument at number one would be between Bosa and Trent Williams. I, it would probably be 1A, 1B in some order. Yeah, I, I think a big part of this is— in Because their defense coordinator's gone, too, so you're asking, like— Because last year the sure. defense was good, but Sala's not around.
1: Yeah. I think part of it, and this year it's not, to you and I, about Super Bowl. In a Super Bowl year, I think you could argue it's Kittle— because he's a top, five, top 15 receiver in the league when he's right. That's what he was two year, three years ago. And one of the top blockers in the league. So he's a like what George, George Kittle is in some ways a two-way offensive player. Right? He's very rare in that regard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you said everyone else is healthy, they're way more equipped to handle Kittle, maybe way more strong, than they would be to handle Bosa. I agree with that.
2: Well, I mean, really, their four players that you're listing are complete all-around superstars. Like, Trent Williams is elite in the passing game, elite in the run game. Kittle same. Fred Warner same. Like, he's the guy covering tight ends and running backs, and he's making all the tackles in the run game, right? And then who am I leaving out? Trent Bosa Williams. the same thing. Run game, pass game. Trent Williams, Bosa. I mean, yeah. I would go in some order, Trent Williams, Bosa, one of those guys won. I, I might put Kittle Warner? under Warner you just out of them? like, I don't remember games without Warner. And well, he dominates.
1: I, I think the case for that would be just take a line and put above that line your top tier players on each side of the football. And right now, there's two on defense, right, and there's three on offense, four if Mostert's healthy. I mean, on offense because I do put Iuke. but on he's tier never one. He's already no, he's already no. Hurt. It's true, but I'm just saying, who are your tier one players on offense? Trent Kittle, Trent Williams, George Kittle. I would put Ayuk there based on what I think he can become. So you're a little quicker to uh, to anoint than he's gotta be But he's got to be healthy. But I think if he is, he's. I think he's a tier like for them, a tier one kind of playmaker. Yeah. So it just. I wouldn't put him there, but I'd say he has the opportunity to get there. I think. I know you. Use might argue, check's
2: been pretty important for him.
1: Use check. I mean, there are, so many guys are critical. Like this is what we've talked yeah. about with them. I think you could make the case. I know you're not going to like this, Jason Verrett at five, just based on the lack of depth they have at cornerback. I thought it felt like such a bonus when he was healthy all, all year last year for them to have one of those spots. Um, one of those cornerback spots settled. And I remember he got, was it the Seahawks game? It looked, it's like, Oh, did Jason Fred just get seriously injured and he ended up coming back in the game. And I thought like, how, what are they going to do if this guy's out? I think the, the domino effect of they did, of an they, injury did to him they did draft a couple guys they did you know? but we don't know how good if they're ready to start as NFL corners yet uh, no
2: but I mean I think it's fair to say both of them throughout the season are going to get their opportunities to play yeah because Verrett, I would say last year is more of an outlier than a, like I'm expecting him to miss some games um, I know and Mosley I mean I'll give Sherman credit he nailed the Mosley uh, <laughs> uh, evaluation he was in on him early and he's back, and he's their starting corner, but he is an undrafted free agent. He's kind of an overachiever. Like, I just seeing those two guys at practice from Michigan and Oregon, you know, that just have some physical characteristics. Like, I think the Niners, part of the draft, you don't know which ones. You just hope one of those guys becomes someone that you feel can just be a functional starter, even as a rookie. Like, it's the way the NFL works, right? Those guys, you're going to need one of those two. One of those two guys is going to end up playing a lot. And maybe
1: both of them do because that one guy gets exposed, and the other guy comes in for him. But I, but this is what I'm saying is there's just so much. If if you got a full year out of Jason Verrett, that would be one of the most significant things that could happen in terms of yeah, it'd be a big, de- it'd be a big deal. Uh, Debo, I'd say
2: I'd take I'd say Kyle Helscare would be devastating. Who? You know, every once in a while, coaches just like you know, I had a health scare, got to miss a oh. couple games. Like <laughs> the the, the Niners, did you would see would the be, Eagles uh, had to like card a
1: coach off? I think just like uh, uh, you know, dehydration, dehydration, or Heat, heat 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 wave, heat stroke or something like that, but not a stroke. Thankfully. It'd be one of those, like, hey, I gotta step away for a month, some health scares. Like, that would be they couldn't overcome that. That would be significant.
2: Like, so, certain teams, you know, like the Ravens could just, they would just, not saying, ideally, you, I'm not rooting for any coach to go away, but there are some teams that would be, even Seattle, like, with P just kind of st- st- stomping around, right? Like McVay,
1: Kyle, if, you're,
2: if your head coach is a position, you know, Andy basically Reed. a yeah, this is, well, we we really get to know, okay, Eric, it's time for you to call the place.
1: Oh, enemy. yeah, you're right. Also could be, be an his opportunity. Moment. Um, who would you put fifth? I'm leaning Ayuk. Uh, or you get to Garoppolo. You can go, you know, this is a little much here for Trey Lance now. Yeah, I, I'm cool with
2: Ayuk. Because I, I think you're right. They What he showed last year, he has a better opportunity probably than Debo to become a... Uh, You know like a top 15 wide receiver in his time Mm -hmm. you know Debo's just more of a unique outlier really good player but like I don't think anyone's ever gonna be talking about him like a top five wide receiver in the NFL and I'd say so far through two years you couldn't put him on a list of guys not gonna get hurt
1: he gets hurt right which would feel like found money if you played 17 games 16 games part of also being a good team I mean
2: I'm not some diehard special teams guy here but your punter and your kicker when you're just playing big time games against big time teams like those two guys the dude from utah and robbie gold part of usually good teams their special teams mitch unit, Wisnowski. They're kicker and punter are
1: good yeah i like mitch Wisnowski. yeah i do too the the other thing with iu because you didn't you know brandon iu you didn't draft this guy in the second round even the third round the fourth round like you drafted him get him first round. So, like, to talk about him like you want him to become a tier one, top 15 receiver in the NFL, that's—he's your
0: a first-round pick. That's the way we should talk about first-round picks.
1: I think we—don't we talk about, like, top
2: 15 picks different than we do in the 20s? We just, like, assume, like, a pick in the 20s is closer to, like, a guy picked 50. Well, reading about why the Ravens—like, yeah, once the Ravens got Bateman, they weren't that interested in Julio— and you're like, yeah, really? The guy they drafted him in the first round. I hope they're all in on this guy, right? Of course, it's not even that crazy to think <laughs> Maybe about. It's because like, yeah.
1: receivers just miss so much in the first round that we protect ourselves against situations. But I like feel that, like if you're
2: drafted between 25 and 32, we
1: don't really consider you like a first round pick. You don't
2: get the same hype as like Kinlaw. They're all in on Kinlaw. Well, well if you're,
1: they're all in on Brandon. If you're a quarterback drafted in that range, we, we like, oh, well, you're. A, it's a value pick, right? You yeah. don't view you like a top – because if you're a quarterback who really is a number one level pick, you go in the top ten. Unless you're in Philly.
2: Then they're all over you. If you're like Jalen Rager, pick 22, they, they approach you like you're the third pick in the draft. that well, better produce.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, no doubt. But part of that is like Jalen Rager – there's guys that got drafted after Jalen Rager that were better than him last year. You know, Brandon I- Ayuk being, and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Justin Jefferson went after Jalen Rager. Like, thank God for Brandon Ayuk. He went after Justin Jefferson. But, you know, I, I saw a stat – Today. Part of Ayuk, too is he's
2: compared to just his whole crew, right? That whole group. Like he's just and those he's guys been really are gonna good keep shining. To, yeah, but he's been
1: good compared to that group, right? No, he has. Jefferson's CD, the only yeah. I mean Henry Ruggs did not have a very good year. Oh, you saw Jefferson's GD, the one that was better than him last year. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I saw C D say something, went on my timeline, like, get ready, because it's on this year. It was like, damn, I bet this guy. You I know, like that guy. You know what's funny is you and I were talking about C D the day. Like, would you would you trade Brandon Ayuk right now for C D lamp?
1: yeah yeah okay <laughs> uh, well cd was on my was a dominant force on the hey behaves DraftKings team last year and then i saw because i saw a few things over the last probably two weeks like cd Lamb's about to have a breakout year and in my head i'm like didn't he break out as a rookie wasn't he incredible i saw roto world he had all he only he was in 58.7 percent of his team snaps last year so he wasn't like, he did, he could play he – like, he's going to play more snaps this year, CeeDee Lamb, than he did last year. Well, like, there's a decent chance he's
2: their best wide receiver. And Amari had a career – like, Amari was good last year. Because Amari was a good DraftKings guy, too. But he's not a Hall of Famer, million. but, yeah, he's making a lot of cash. Zeke, Zeke's making, like, 18. I mean, they got a lot of – they got a lot of money going along around, you know, Dak, Zeke, Amari, even, like, Derrick Henry. Because I was looking at, you know – you know, they're paying him a lot of money. Derrick Henry makes $10 million this year. And given his production, like, any team in the league would pay for 12, 15 touchdowns and 2,000 yards from scrimmage $10 million, right? I Is is Derrick Henry at $10 million, given his production, one of the better deals in the league? Like, to me, where's running backs, when, when they're, quote-unquote, well, remember, he got paid last year, but his running back money was, part of Zeke's was, like, guaranteed $15 million for three straight years. The reason Zeke's a bad deal is because he's not running for seventeen hundred yards. If Zeke was running for seventeen hundred yards and ten touchdowns, I don't think people would be talking shit. People talk shit about running back contracts when you either get hurt or not as good. If you produce at a high level, you think the Titans mind paying Derrick Henry ten million dollars a year? No, no problem. No different than Niners. Like I'll give George Kittle fourteen million or Anzani as long as he's getting twelve hundred and a bunch of touchdowns. It's about your production and your money, not necessarily paying the position and i think the pushback from the analytic crew is always well the risk of those guys at running back at any moment it can like last year saquon was just like he's out right but like alvin kamara dalvin cook i know this as someone that plays them a lot in daily fantasy as someone who just watches as much football as humanly possible on sundays and just watches a lot of like the top players i always watch those guys and be like i don't think their team regrets paying them like 12 13 million dollars right, right? cuz they they kick everyone's Ass.
1: Uh, the chat on YouTube, John can't believe. Mister Corey says, "CD Lanham over Iuk, Cry emoji. Uh, Peter says, "We all know Ayuk is better than CD Judy Rugs and Rager." Well, let's we can go ahead and move Rugs Rager, even Jerry Ju- Jerry Judy and uh, Teddy Bridgewater. John, great chemistry at OTAs was the headline I uh, I read today. So watch out. Twelve Woo-hoo. drops. Oh, uh, Jerry Judy and Teddy Bridgewater. They're about to become a combination. Uh, un- unparalleled. I feel
2: like CeeDee Lamb had an like just a quiet season. He had 74 catches last year. I see. I thought he was incredible last year. Honestly, 74 <laughs> feels low for what I watched. To me, the number that feels low is five. I thought I felt like five I TVs. watched 10 touchdowns. He had a bunch of sweet
1: ones like over DBs in the corner.
2: I don't know. Maybe but, Justin Jefferson what what was Justin Jefferson's? And final look, just line? like
1: Ayuk did it with backups, so did CeeDee Lamb. Like what would you guess Justin Jefferson's line was? Uh, without having looked in a while. Ninety one the yards are always hard for me to guess. Fourteen thirty and eleven touchdowns.
2: Yeah. Eighty eight, fourteen, seven. Okay. I mean the eighty eight and fourteen hundred are pretty like wow. Right? Touchdowns are a little bit like are they going to you in the red zone and stuff? Yeah. They have Dalvin and they have Thielen, who's Thielen, another good DraftKings. <laughs> a lot of good wide receivers in the league, guy. I- Thielen had that's part that's part that's part of it when you're a bust wide receiver, and I don't even mean a bust, like a, a Rager type. It's like above average players produce at pretty high levels at wide receiver. So it's like when you're only catching 30 40 balls, and that's a good thing about Debo and and Iuke, I think for the Niners, is clearly those guys have the talent and they can produce. And you've seen them make big plays, right? Even Debo was battling injuries, but that Super Bowl run, he had incredible plays in the Super Bowl, leading up to the Super Bowl, down the stretch of that season. Like, I need to know that you can make plays. And sometimes I think making plays, it feels like their numbers are bigger than they are. You're like, God, it felt like the guy did everything. And you look, you're like, he had 57 catches on the season? (laughs) Because if you have fifteen enormous plays through those fifty-five catches, it can feel a lot bigger. Yeah, that's why Justin Jefferson. I'm with you. I would have guessed like
1: fourteen touchdowns.
0: And but I get like I half mean, of them. Seven were touchdowns 60 is a lot. lot. It,
1: well, how many did uh did Thielen have? Twelve. I guess.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: he has a. Do you know what Thielen's king of?
2: Multiple three score games down th- down twenty four. He had fourteen touchdowns last year. You have his game he log. Has, he has a lot of multiple uh, touchdown games. Thielen is. I like that guy.
1: Yeah, game log. Just nerding out on Adam Thielen. Well, I mean, to me, the, the whole offseason can be us just reading. One, two, just three, guessing stats.
2: four. He had four multi-touchdown games. I mean, that's eight right there. Right. I mean, that's a, You have four multi-touchdown games. That's a pretty big deal. Their offense, Minnesota, it's one I've, had some, I've had some Vikings fans DM me like, you think we're going to be back? I'm like, well, I'm not betting against you because your defense
1: can't be as bad as it was and your offense is just good. I felt like they were they had to come from behind a lot last year too, right? Maybe I just think of that Packer game. Yeah, I just think their defense was horrendous. They couldn't cover anybody. Um, Real quick, and I, I don't bring this up. Sometimes we acknowledge this stuff, sometimes we don't. Jorge says, dudes are getting pretty fucking annoying with all the promos. Do it once at the beginning. So I don't mind re-explaining what we're doing here. This is the podcast that we're doing. Some of the videos we do get cut up into smaller videos. So the small video has a little ad at the beginning of it. It's just instead of doing this whole thing recorded and then posting it later, we like to do it live. So sometimes we do YouTubes that are not podcast and we don't do all the little ads in them. And sometimes we do an example like today where it is a podcast and we do some of the little ads in it. So that's the difference. But I don't mind re-explaining myself what we're doing here because what we're doing, you know, I don't, it's the way we do it in terms of doing it all together and then cutting it up later. I think it's pretty unique. So people are unfamiliar with it. I'm happy to share what we're up to. Yeah, Jorge,
2: uh, food uh, doesn't just show up. You got to pay for it. And this is how like we pay <laughs> for, uh, w- No, I'm kidding. <laughs> room and board, buddy.
1: Speaking of food, John, you know, what goes great with food.
0: Wineaccess.com slash ham.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh next up, Rogers didn't show, we're gonna do a video about that. Among other things, as it relates to the NFC. Maybe we should do maybe we should do one day we just do a show where the whole show is just us guessing stat lines. We just we, no one goes to pro football reference ahead of time, and then we just guess stat lines the whole show. Feels like that'd be a two-down about ten minutes in. I don't know. I I'd watch it. Maybe I wouldn't. So uh mandatory camp started for the Packers, John. Aaron Rodgers did not show up. That means that, uh, 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 what's his name on the Internet, it's con- uh, uh, con- contractually obligated to tell us how much Aaron Rodgers fines would be in normal people money. Darren Ravel be like 269 bucks, which is not nothing. I drove through a red light the other day, and it had the $500 red light violation, $500, and I went, oh! And then I did a little Googling. It says Berkeley actually has unplugged all their lights, all their cameras, so it's, it's just still up. But I, now I'm on edge waiting for a $500 fine. You know, makes you think. I don't know anything over like two hundred makes me think. So two sixty nine, that's with the normal family. It's not nothing that Aaron's being fine, but Aaron also didn't show up for the the voluntary, which would have been like a five hundred thousand dollar bonus or something. Maybe it was two fifty, massive. So Aaron's dug in is the point here, John. The Seahawks, all their guy, DK got together, all the veterans. DK said uh, on Tuesday that the Seahawks weren't going to show up, and then the veterans got together and they did decide to show up. For voluntary OTAs. We got the Niners. We'll see what their next couple of weeks look like. The Rams trying to break a new quarterback in. If you're Brady right now in the NFC, you're just kind of sitting back, I think, and feeling pretty good about yourself. NFC is people they got some teams, got some things to figure out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the AFC is much better than the than the NFC, just based on the depth of their teams like the depth of their powerhouse teams. I I just think there's a lot of uncertainty because even with the NFC West, the Niners were a powerhouse two years ago, but for three out of the four years, they have just battled injuries. We we, we just talked about that. The Rams in Seattle, when they have got to the dance, have just been flawed teams, right? Now we'll see if that changes. Are are Seattle better this year? They're better on offense, more well-rounded on offense. Are the Rams, is their quarterback way better? But like, we've seen when like the Packers were by far, to me, the best foe for Brady, and Brady beat them. And now if Rodgers isn't there, we all know they're screwed. Like I I keep going, like, how's this thing going to end? They don't have to fine them, is what I read today, for mandatory minicamp. Training camp's different. They have no choice. $50,000 a day they
1: have to fine them yeah, for
2: Mandatory camp. minicamp, they can waive the fine, which I would imagine if you're trying to... Get him back, like Aaron Rodgers will not be fined.
1: But John, would guess? I would agree with that. But he, you can't give him the five hundred thousand dollars he gave up by not showing up to voluntary OTAs. You're not giving him no, money.
2: no, no. I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean you give. He doesn't get the bonus, but I don't think you fine him for missing mandatory minicamp,
1: which is up to ninety three thousand dollars for missing all three days of minicamp. My point is, if giving him his money back mattered to him, he would have shown up for voluntary OTAs. Like he doesn't. Like giving him his fine money back, I don't think it's going to affect Aaron.
2: Yeah, but I here's the question. Because Tom, I think the last couple of years in New England, did not show up for these either. Missed the entire offseason and didn't care. And I, I would imagine New England and Robert did not find them. Tom did show up, though, whenever, you know, July 28th is when the veterans show up. Tom was always there to pick up his key or wherever they stayed or however they did in New England. Do you think the first day of practice at Green Bay, with, Green Bay with the veterans, he's on the bike riding out to the practice field? I don't think he is. So you think he's no shows? Aaron Rodgers holds out during training camp because I, I still am on the fence with that one and still lean that he does, which feels kind of crazy. Like what was this all for? But I don't. Maybe it wasn't really for anything. I, I don't know. Because if he doesn't well, show if it's up, to get like traded, the, the NFC is obviously Brady. They are the power, but it's pretty freaking wide open. Like the thing with the AFC, what I've been saying is like obviously the Chiefs, the Bills are awesome. The Dolphins are solid. New England's gonna be better. We know that the AFC North has three playoff teams. Fuck, the Titans just added Julio Jones. They won the division. The Colts just got Carson Wentz. They they could be good. I mean, it's just the Chargers people like think they are like a sleeper, you know, Super Bowl level team if the coach is good. The Raiders are just solid. Herbert, Herbert
1: showed back up with long hair.
2: So I mean, I I don't think we talk about the NFC like we do, partly because the NFC has a division that no one takes seriously. Uh, the NFC North, like no one knows the Bears. The Vikings were really bad. I think people just view the NFC West a
1: little bit like the AFC North.
2: Those beat each other up. And well, I would even add the out. NFC
1: South with the Saints specifically, specifically the Saints, right, who have well, just did, been in the mix. They are not be every as good. Year. Drew Brees is washed hard. up. Yeah, they, uh, Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. Yeah, they won twelve games last year and Drew Brees was washed up and Taysom Hill isn't a quarterback and they still won 12 games
2: I mean there's a chance beside Tampa they don't have another double-digit win team right in the South Panthers could win six seven games same with Atlanta the Saints I mean they'll be good right just because they the coach the talent on the roster but could this be a nine and eight season for them
1: such a weird number nine and eight such a weird record still (laughs) I. But yeah, now, I,
2: I, I, do, I do think uh, I'm keeping an eye on Jameis. like I, I think that one thing I read probably last week is that Sean Payton has been adamant that it's like we have not named a starter. We will go into training camp, these two guys will battle it out. So that but that, to your point, that's not a you never want to be like that, right? You don't Good teams don't have like Seattle doesn't go, we'll just have an open qu-. no, you, you want to have your quarterback, because if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any.
1: Especially Even when though I, is, he just,
2: of, is he just saying that as Jameis the quarterback?
1: I mean, it feels the Saints are kind of in a college situation, right? Where you had your, red, your guy redshirting last year, but not redshirting. He was just a freshman or a sophomore, and it was clear, you know, when Justin Herbert leaves, Tyler Shuck is the guy that takes over, but we're going to have a competition, right? That's what happened in Oregon last year. Do you know, what, do you know actually a better hmm. analogy for college? Because he's a starter.
2: Like Kyler Murray, started at Texas A&M. He transferred— and he got – he. it was one of those pre-the-new rule. He had to redshirt because that's what happens when he transferred. And it kind of reset and get his priorities right. Like if you were at Oklahoma, I bet that year with Kyler Murray, like so, there was just like reporters writing sweet stories about this guy. Yeah, They think he's going to be awesome. He's playing baseball. They love him. Kind of like what was going on with Jameis. And now it's his time to shine. Because he was, in fairness to Jameis, the number one overall pick, national champion at Florida State. Like his resume is – Got a little weird that last year with the pick sixes. But he's one of the most unique pro athletes we have, given his skill set. But, yeah. but he's good. I I mean, let me rephrase that. He's talented.
1: He has the ability to be a top a top half NFL quarterback. Maybe even a top this. I know this. The, it is I a, top half. It is a major,
2: major curveball for the NFC if Rodgers somehow f- pushes his way out of there. Well,
1: right. Yeah, and part of that depends. Where does he push himself to? Does he push himself to the AFC?
2: I think that's where he'd have to push himself to, right?
1: Well, that's where that's his two teams that he's got on his list apparently are there. If yeah. that list is still active or if he yeah, updates the know, list. You know what's weird with the list? Like, wh- where's that list gone? Like, why aren't we talking about that? I don't know. But why do you think, I kind of mentioned it, but give me the theory you gave me before we started the podcast on why the Seahawks vets got together and decided to show up. Well, I think
2: it's human nature. If you're in a high-level industry and you see other people in your industry that you're competing against, and in most normal people's lives it's for, you know, sales or business. In football it's for wins. These guys live on social media. Like the first thing Kevin Durant did this morning was get on social media to talk shit about Jay Williams. They just spend a lot of time on social media. Don't blame them. They got a lot of followers. It's where they spend a lot of their time can you imagine the clips, the Seattle guys like DK Metcalf, you know what DK Metcalf likes doing running? He he literally did it in the, to try to make the Olympics. Like you don't think he want to practice. You start seeing all these clips from the Rams, from the Niners, from hell Tampa. You're like, are we getting passed? So you have a call. If you're Bobby Wagner, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, like, Hey guys, can we do something productive? Cause clearly I look around the league and definitely to the teams that are our equals, or the teams that we're, we view ourselves as having to beat, they're all practicing. Wouldn't that, if, if you and I like, it'd be the equivalent when we were in radio, when we take vacation, someone fills the radio, someone fills your spot, and you're like, well, what if this guy does better? <laughs> you just, it's just a well, we filled it somebody reaction. else's
0: vacation, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you getting passed? And and certain people, I would imagine, young guys don't. It doesn't even cross their mind. But I bet a veteran guy, anyone that had been in the league more than three or four years and had seen guys come in and out, it's just like, whoa. Because you know what forces guys to get cut? Losing. <laughs> like, well, we don't want to have any disadvantage here. That That's how I would feel if I was a 30-year-old guy that had been on Seattle for the last six or seven years. I'd be like, guys, is there some way that we could be productive for a couple weeks as a team and get something out of this? Because clearly... You do benefit from, now Pete, remember they have, Pete and Harbaugh over the last decade have gotten draft picks removed for padding up, and I think Pete, they banned uh, pressing at practice. Well, they run the press, you know, their corners, and they got in trouble. So it's like, hey Pete, can you fucking meet us in the middle here? And just, you know, Brian Flores' thing was they were they sandals. So they have so like you can wear sandals at practice, meaning that like for sure I will not ask you to do anything that would be more than sandals. Like that was his, you know, the way he that he preached to his team. But it worked; it got everyone to show up. But but I my whole take about uh, was this: every human being in life compromises in some form or fashion. Like what Brian Flores is smart. Like if his guys like, hey, we're not showing up. Well, i got to meet you somewhere in the middle, even if it's closer to your middle than it is my middle, just because I want it. I'm better off teaching and just getting around the guys and just building this rapport, because you know it matters. And I, I give Seattle credit. To me, that shows, like, obviously they do. I mean, they've been winning for a decade. Like, they have enough high-level guys to know. Like, I don't know if this is the right idea.
1: Well, I think it's agree. Do you, agree, do you agree with clear. that? Like,
2: that yes. their guys are smarter than they probably get credit for?
1: Well, I don't know that they don't get credit. I mean... I- I think it's pretty basic. Where you go, we're not showing up for OTAs. This is part of a boycott. And then you look around and you go, well, is anyone else doing the boycott?" Who it doesn't look like anyone else is boycotting? You're like R- Aaron Rodgers. This isn't even a boycott. This is just some people aren't showing up. But there's no boycott. Like yeah. Kyle Busch just doesn't have to be there. Not there. He's not. Is he boycotting or is he just not there? Trent Williams just boycotts like. Everyone together. this That's what a boycott is, right? If I say, say well,
0: I'm say not say buying Rogers, from Amazon Rogers anymore... Is,
2: Rogers is boycotting them. Rogers is holding out.
1: Rogers isn't boycotting. Demanding a trade. You know? like, like If I individually, like, everybody stop buying from Amazon and everyone stop, that's a boycott. If I stop and no one else stops, it's just, I'm not buying from Amazon. I can't call that a boycott. I'm boycotting. Like, okay. It's not a... You know, fine. But... I think they looked around and went, "What are we doing this for? We're not getting any of the advantages of a collective power, right? The collective is what has the power, so the collective isn't boycotting, so we're getting nothing out of it, and we're sh- we're getting behind potentially. Yeah. And like you said, DK, you know, some of these guys probably just want to go play, go have some yeah. fun. Why wouldn't you play? You're good at football. <laughs> like, and I remember Jeff Schwartz like doing said this to me at? a month ago. He's like. Part of it, you just want to go see your buddies, you want to go hang out. You get free food. <laughs> Do you know what you get
2: free food? You, you when you see these guys at a playoff hockey game or a playoff NBA game in a box or you know in the front row drinking, those guys didn't purchase those tickets on SeatGeek, which I'm hoping to get back on the, on the podcast. I've been working the back channels on that one. They got those tickets handed to them, I don't know, by the fucking team. Like, it's, they didn't wait in there line are a to get a lot the of parking perks. lot they get... Life's good. It's incredible. Ingress, ingress. It's incredible.
1: I do think if you look, and someone made this comment in the YouTube chat, if you and we went through the teams, but if you just look at the NFC and go, okay, now take Aaron Rodgers out, who the hell is going to play in the NFC Championship game against the Bucks?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the NFC West teams would be my pick. Whoever the best team is in the NFC West. Because last year, if the Packers didn't exist... It would have been the Rams.
1: Yeah, I think the Rams for me Saints. would Saints probably be the it pick was the right Rams, now. Saints. If Aaron's not around, if Aaron is around, I'm not really sure if Aaron going to be going to stick it to the Packers again by being great. So Peter King suggested they can agree to trade him in 2022. I don't think Aaron would play under those circumstances. Maybe his team is pretty loaded. So that you're the Packers, you win the championship, you trade him just because that's
0: what we agreed to last year.
2: Yeah, I I do think he's kind of stuck, but that if they are able to figure it's it out, a it's a bad thing. I, I'd even say it's a bad thing for Tampa. Like I don't think most guys in that Green Bay locker room don't believe they can't beat Tampa Bay,
1: right? right. I thought they, they were really... going to beat Tampa Bay last year. I don't, I don't believe that this year. But, well, yeah, I mean their quarterback hates everybody. Well, I mean even if he's back, like. <laughs> I gave the Packers the benefit of that last year. It was, I mean, they could have. They, I didn't watch the game and think they were incapable. Not the second game. The first game, they were definitely incapable.
2: I, I do think things change fast, though. Like, it's true. Watching the Bucs' uh, nets, I would have said that I don't know if the Bucks are going to win, but this thing's going to be just an old school 90s, go seven games. All the, it's been blowouts. Most of the NBA playoffs have been blowouts. Like, it's, most teams it, who
1: get hyped are good pulling off. How many possessions did Giannis guard KD? Do we have a number on that? Uh, I, I mean, I wasn't. Somebody tell me. Pitch. I mean, my thing is just there's like three humans on the earth that look like those two. You would think, you know, you'd guard them. One of them would guard the other one.
2: Again, maybe it's nostalgia. Maybe it's me living in the past that it actually didn't happen when I felt like it did. I did feel like when we were growing up, the other guy would just be like, I'll I'll check that guy. I'll check Yeah, I'm taking him. Like, hey, who's your best offensive player? Well, we got fucking Clyde Drexler. Well, Michael or Scotty is checking him. This one is like, well, he can't be on him. He's got a rest. It's like, well, your games are blowouts. Uh, You're talking to someone who's watched the NBA for 25 years and loved the product. Every time I turn it on, this is the second round of the playoffs. Blowouts! I thought thought the Suns game was...
1: Good until like
2: the th- mid of the third quarter.
1: The first half was excellent. First time half time was for everybody excellent. to come around on my guy, Chris Paul, John. We're getting close. Yeah. Getting close to be undeniable. Chris Paul's a winner. John, let's tell the people about NetSuite. NetSuite.com slash ham. You're running your business on QuickBooks. QuickBooks? More like Quicksand. The bigger your company grows, the faster you sync. With outdated software that just can't keep up, go to NetSuite.com slash ham right now for special financing. Some would say financing. Yep, they help you automate your key business process and close your books in a fraction of the
2: time. Think days, not weeks. In fact, 93% of organizations increase visibility, control over their business since making the switch from QuickBooks to NetSuite. Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind financing program only for people that are ready to graduate to the big leagues and get away from QuickBooks to NetSuite. Head to NetSuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E, dot com slash ham netsuite dot com slash ham special financing uh, for you want to graduate from netsuite to netsuite netsuite dot com slash ham netsuite dot com slash ham.
4: This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs> and this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty ultra strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs>
1: We got a bunch of other stuff we want to hit here. Um I w I was trying to think, you know, uh I'm sure you saw this. For those of you who are not in the Bay Area or maybe you don't watch baseball to the Giants, Dwayne Kuiper is and I think Mike Kruko are probably as closely associated with any team, with any fan base, or as beloved as any uh two team broadcasters are with any team in the country. I mean, you got a few guys around the country that are probably in the conversation, like Joe Castiglione and with the Red Sox, who's been around forever. When you, I turned on a Red Sox game the other day, watching Nesson, and the second you hear his voice, you're like, "Yes, this is what it's supposed to sound like." But I, it's, I don't think anyone's really above those two, and Dwayne's had some he announced this week. He, Monday, he's got some health issues. He's going to miss some games. Needs chemotherapy, and so a lot of people have been wishing him well, as we would, but I was, as we do. But I was thinking, what, uh, what, what could we add, just. He is here's what I would add about dwayne Kuyper. he is are you yelling at people on the uh, on the chat i just res- i responded to a chat <laughs> I'm listening uh clay is clay's definitely the guy that came to mind I think dwayne one thing I would say about dwayne is is like he's as cool as you think he is um i haven't really i haven't hung out with him I think we probably interviewed him a few times on radio but over the years I've been around the park quite a bit, whether I was many years ago doing the Grizzly games, I would come to the ball, come to the AT&T at the time sometimes. Um, or when we were doing radio and you would just pop around or when I was doing some A's games and um, I would go to the ballpark just over the years going to the ballpark, not every day. I'm not an every was never, you know, a beat writer. wasn't an everyday guy, but I'd go around enough that I would say, Hey, to Dwayne here and there every time I saw him and he'd always say hi. But I would just watch him sometimes. And he's just, I mean, he holds court wherever he goes. And I, that would be the one thing I would say about the guy. Everything you think he is or what people say Dwayne Kuyper is in terms of just a guy is true. He is. He's every bit as cool as you think he is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I've only lived in one other major city that had big-time teams. And I, I don't, they did not have this. Uh, Gary Matthews, is that his name with the, with the Phillies? You remember that, hear that name, Matthews? I think he's like their play-by-play guy. He's good. Tom McCarthy? Maybe. I, yeah, maybe they had a different guy. Maybe it's McCarthy. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. It, it wasn't. He didn't, it wasn't synonymous with the team. I, I even think, and I was lucky enough when I was at Cal Poly. Unless Gary
1: Matthews Sr. wasn't. He might maybe be an analyst, but.
2: Yeah. Not the player. I thought the last oh, guy's okay. name was Matthews, but maybe it was McCarthy. Like, yeah, I don't know. That shows you. I don't even know that when I was at Cal Poly, I worked at San Luis Country Club as a job, just make some money, and Kruko was a member there. And I I was a nobody, I mean, just a college kid, and he couldn't have been any cooler. I mean, you could just go up and talk to him, and he was awesome. I mean, he was and I always would. And then you got to do what we do, and you got to meet them both. It's like they're synonymous. It's both of them. And the irony is like Dwayne getting sick, we're not quite sure what it is. Mike's been battling the disease that's been deteriorating, kind of his just body and his ability to travel. And you just start kind of, like, when you read that, you just realize, like, Krook and Kipe, someone had forwarded me a couple, like, within a month or two months because I had tweeted something about the Giants, the Ashcon song. <laughs> Remember when, uh, when they won the World Series. But, like, Krook and Kipe were as synonymous with that team as any player. And, I mean, they still are. I mean, they are just, and it's crooked and kite. It's not. It's usually like one guy, right? Joe Starkey or Vince Scully, whoever. Yeah, Vince Scully. Or you go all around the country and, and do it. With the Giants, it's two guys, and it's like they're a tandem because they like work together. And now you just with that. When I read that yesterday, it's just sad that you, it just. You obviously you hope he's gonna be fucking okay. Same with Mike that they, they just keep battling the disease he has, which really sucks. That, you know, it's just kind of sad thinking that these guys are not like a huge part of the Giants games. You know, obviously you get a guy like Barry, anyone will watch. But for the most part, that's not how baseball works. And there hasn't been another Barry since that those guys are a huge part of the entertainment value of the team. Even to this day, like when I I can, I end up watching more Giants than even I plan to just because I'll watch those two guys.
1: The test, and I'm not talking just play by play here, just in anything you do. And I remember, I think we talked about this many years ago. We, I, we've we had this conversation before, but anybody, anybody can do a, a live stream the night of the draft. Anybody can do a baseball game when it's game seven of the World Series. Now, not everyone does it the same. Like, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying they're great in the big moments. But part of what makes you great is you can't just be great in the big moments when the energy and the, the topics and all of the stuff is easy or but base- so much of baseball is it's seven to nothing in the fourth inning at Coors field in June, like those guys thrive when it's hard to be good, then they also thrive when the moments are big, but I think that's part of what makes them special is you can turn it on and they 're good no matter what they're entertaining no matter what they 're unique no matter what there's not many people like them and um you know, I think I think people appreciate how unique they are. I, if you got them every day, maybe you don't. If, I think
2: I, I think they're I think they're a little less big nationally than like then obviously Van Scully, but even like Harry Carey and what's his name for the Brewers, like they became national stars. Part yeah. of it they did. Like, didn't Harry Carey do national stuff? Obviously, Vince did. then Vin did. You know, these guys were just kind of local fucking rock stars.
1: I mean, rock stars. I would say if you and I do this, just flip that. There are some really good local broadcasts, but there are some. The Mets, that just, the Mets, the Mets, the Mets is elite. Mets is good. Cubs is very good. White Sox is very. There, there are some. I mean, but a lot of baseball is spent just trying to figure out what to say in the fifth inning of Game eighty eight, down eight zero. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't want to overstate that because these guys are also great when it's when the moment's big. Um, but I, I, but that's I think a big part, part of, it, of them,
2: and I'm not trying to get like. Morbid or down, but just having—I lost my dad a couple of years ago. You just these guys are older, and even when I was around the ballpark more, when we had the radio show, they—they they were older. Like Mike was old when I met him at Cal Poly. Like these, these guys played for the Giants, right? Or were in the big leagues in the mid to late seventies, in the eighties. Like these—I mean, these are just—it just kind of puts in perspective. Like God, I hopefully I, you know, really valued all my entertainment that they gave me because I, I start getting nervous. Like how much longer do I have these two in my life? Yeah. It, it was pretty jarring reading that. It was. I remember the, the story that the that ESPN.com, someone wrote a long, long story about Kruko and Larry bear. His statement in there was like these two guys, they have lifetime contract. They are the giants. Do mm-hmm. you remember that? No, there was a long article about the two of them. Like when it was announced that Mike had the disease
1: and it was just like, God oh,
2: damn. Those guys, I miss these
1: guys. They're not even gone. No, man. and but but I, again, the point is just an opportunity to say everything they get, every bit as cool as you think they are. They are, and I'm not pretending to be. We're not pretending to like uh, be hanging out with them, drinking beers or anything like that. But, but that's part of the point. Is like at a time when you, they would have no reason to know who you are if you interact with them. They they treat every. They, that's uh, part of my
2: hate toward Kapler. Is I don't think he's that cool. Like that's part of it. And I, I've grown up on cool Cameron. around the Giants. <laughs> no, I know, but it's like Bochi, Flannery, who's kind of crazy. But th- those two Extremely guys, like cool. they're <laughs> awesome. They're just,
1: I just, the, the Giants were cool. Uh, they are. What else? They A few are. other things here. What else? PGL. PGL's coming out swinging, John. They are. PGL. They. I think they started to smell the Professional Golf League. They started to smell like, oh, Kepka and Bryson. They're after that uh, PIP money. Well, don't worry, fellas, don't forget. You don't have to do any of this stuff for PIP money if you're part of the uh, premier golf league. Well, what's the best part of basketball and baseball,
2: right? When you sign a contract, the money's guaranteed. Golf is really like a poor man's football. Now, if you get big enough, you can make a lot from sponsors, but you actually have to play, and you're not guaranteed, even if you're the best player in the world, Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson missed the cut at the Masters. I mean, that's, that doesn't happen in any other sport. He was. It's not like he was injured. Or he just missed the cut. Rory missed the cut. All, like I mentioned earlier, at the Open. Justin Thomas, like these guys, you miss cuts. When you miss the cut, you don't get any money. This league guarantees you casts. the The lowest amount you could
1: earn is two point seven million dollars. So it's now for people got, that haven't followed it. Set it up. It's twelve teams, a captain for each team, and four total players on that each team. And the captains get between
2: twenty and thirty five million dollars. So. If you have an unreal year in golf, if you, I guess the FedEx can pump the money up a little bit. But if you don't win the FedEx Cup and you just handle your business, you probably make seven eight million dollars. So it's a, it's a lot of money. And then with sponsors, you know, for the top guys, they're making twenty thirty million dollars. But this guarantees you twenty thirty million dollars, and you still get the sponsors because that's what everyone says. Like, what about the sponsors? Well, they don't care. They'll just go wherever the top guys go when people are watching. Are the eyeballs? That money is coming no matter what. If you could make your on course earnings. If you could make $6 million, which most anyone watching this or listen, unless you're one of our super rich friends that also listens, and I don't even know if I know that many people making $5, 6000000 million. But if you were, like, that's great. But if I told you you could make, instead of having to, like, really grind for that five, you'd still be grinding the same, but I'll quadruple your money. I don't know how you don't have to seriously consider that. Uh, and golf is unlike, like... You know, in football when they've tried it, or baseball, this is a little different because golf is kind of just a made-up tour,
1: right? It's not like it's barnstorming. Yeah, you just travel in <laughs> the country. It's a circus. You just play. You don't. There's not only one. Now, the thing you told me, like one thing that would hold me back is if I play in this thing, can I not play in the majors? But somehow you can still play in the majors, even though the PGA Tour would ban you.
2: The yeah, I mean, the PGA there would Tours have to be so you get legit- banned for life. There would have to be some legit, and how much pull do the PGA Tour have in all four majors? And even like, okay, the players who the tour runs, right? That's the players. Could we also could we take the players in the PGL or the tour take? Like, does the PGA Tour just become the minor leagues? I mean, the Masters be can a do place whatever they court. want. We
1: know the Masters can do whatever they want. Now, then they would, but they they might side with tradition over money. But they're gonna
2: they would need the top players to play in their tournament.
1: You can't have the Masters with like uh, Ches Reeve leading it, you know. Yeah, but I mean, they, they would just become top. It's, the Masters is pretty unique, right? So the question is, are people, I would agree,
2: but it, but if if they're top group of guys, many of them that have won the Masters, are a part of it, it's the Masters. It if would anybody
1: would throw try and throw its weight around, it'd be the Masters.
2: I I just don't know if they would care as much as you. I, I think the people that would care would be the like a PGA Championship, who is associated with a PGA Tour. Who like
1: that's where it gets weird fast. Well, but, I, but yeah, so that would be the one where if it's a PGA, if it's if the tour bans you, because that's that's the thing that I still don't. I've understood it once, I still don't fully get it. Like all these majors are not, you know, like the FedEx Cup and the Masters are not kosher with one another, right? Like the FedEx Championship. I think that's a, that's a PGA Tour event, right? They don't like to cross-pollinate with some of the Masters promotional stuff. Like, it's weird. Like, not all these things. not like Major League Baseball. which just all the games are run by Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's not all under the same umbrella. It's very bizarre. It's... Well, unlike football, the teams are owned by
2: individuals, right? They control the league, ultimately. The Tour is run by the players. Like, for example, F1. I don't know enough about it, I would imagine F1 is ultimately controlled by the brands, right? The teams, yeah. Mercedes, Ferrari. Not like Lewis Hamilton doesn't actually... Like, he has pull because he's an elite driver, but he couldn't just start his own league and compete against them, right? Football, obviously not. In the PGA Tour, what makes it unique is the players do run the league. Now, they anoint the commissioner who helps, obviously, run all the logistic and the business part of it, but if they wanted... I think Jay Monahan's the guy's name. Who's the PG? If they wanted him gone, the players could kick him out, right? They, they can do whatever they want. Ultimately, now he's in charge. Where it gets confusing is like where you make all this money now is through television rights. So that's where. But obviously, the TV is just going to gravitate toward where people are going to watch.
1: Well, that, so, they would just. That's why, like the, what do we just have? The PGA Championship. Yeah. Right, that's the PJ of America, which is different than the PGA Tour, like their contracted that's on ESPN. That's different than the TV contract that puts the other stuff. Let's see, did the PJ Championship end on CBS though? I guess it did. See, I there's there's a lot going on here. Yeah, there are a lot of moving parts, which makes it ripe for people the best players in the world to just pull away, to do whatever they want. 100%. And still leverage that you need them. You can't ban these guys for like cuz you do need them to run your other events. Well, there was just an incident, right? John
2: Rahm. And you could say, you know, should have got the if if you knew that you're going to still get tested and get contract traced, even if you don't want to get the vaccine, you should just get the vaccine on money alone. So I, I understand the argument that it was his fault. He created that. But the PGL would say, you would never, even if you fail, we, one, we, we don't test. Two, your money's guaranteed. Like John Rahm just lost a lot of money, right? He was going to win $1.7 million, and then he doesn't win one point. He gets kicked out of the tournament. Right. His money, he would be a team captain. He'd be making thirty million dollars for Team Rom. And here's the
1: other: would you thing. have alternates. What happens? Somebody gets hurt over the course of a season. People get hurt. Yeah,
2: I think you, you pull people up from the PGA Tour, right? You'd buy, you'd buy them. <laughs> so the it's thing soccer. with the with the Team Rom or Team Phil or Team Deschambault, the one thing: reading their statement, they would own the team. So part of the thing, like for an NBA or NFL player, even when you get super rich, like LeBron or Aaron Rodgers. You will never, ever be able to own while you're playing piece of that team. right? Maybe one day as you get older and you buy with a group. But the, you would, all these players, right? Russell Wilson's next contract. If Seattle was like, instead of giving you $40 million a year, we'll give you 18 and we'll give you a percent of the Seattle Seahawks. He would 100% take that, correct? Or whatever, you know, to equal a lot of money. They would gladly take equity in the team. You and I have negotiated an equity deal that went belly up, as a lot of startups do. But equity is a powerful thing. You always argue for equity. I still have 12,000 right? shares, John. That equity, if you can own a team, well, then I own the branding of the team. I own everything, right? So if my team, if you own equity in Ferrari, right, or, or, or McLaren or Mercedes, like that's part of, you get a piece of everything. That's part of when you own equity, you get you get to reap all the benefits. That's a huge like I I I would be shocked. I'm sure these they've been having conversations, but like there is going to be a moment when the top players and top agents, it feels like they'd be crazy to not have like a mob-style meeting, right? Hey, can we just 20 of us get together and like hash out some conversations and just open w- wouldn't you want to? If you if I was Bryson, you were Phil and Ricky like, "Hey guys, this week, we need to find a time. Zoom? Fuck, you don't even need to be in this. It. This is a tight meeting with this much money, I'd probably want to be in the same room.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, and you, the bottom line is, if you're going to do it, a lot of people have tried to take out whatever the number one is in professional sports. Football has happened plenty of times. hasn't really happened in baseball. Um, NBA, it happened. It's And it's hard to know. Like, you're taking a bit of a leap of faith that all the money, all the infrastructure, all the support, all the dedication is going to be there that... You're going to get your money, and then this thing's going to be around in five years. Now, if it's not around in five years, but you got your money for four years, that might be worth it. But one thing we know yeah, it, it, right it now, they dry. are part that, of a very established money printing machine. Yes,
0: the so risk you would is absolutely high.
1: need you would need to have everybody in it together, and even then, the bigger your group gets, the harder it gets for everybody to be on the same page.
2: I've always said this about you know the NFL. In the NBA too, but the NBA even more. One thing they do not, they have zero liabilities beside their body. And as a top player in the NBA, we've seen liability, Clay, Kevin, Kyrie, injuries are irrelevant. You still get paid. If a dude jumps off, like all the liability at the arena, someone shoots someone, someone jumps off the balcony, someone gets in a car crash and dies, everything that happens, that's on the owner. Something happens at the hotel, something happens to the plane. That is the type of thing that you have to worry about. Now, I guess as a PGA Tour player, you kind of are an independent contractor, so you're already worried about travel and and home, right? You are dealing with some of that.
1: You're probably a little more well-equipped than, like,
2: an NBA player. The team does everything for you. Literally everything. Right. Golf, playing.
1: you pay your trainer. If you want another yeah, trainer, you, you got to pay another trainer. If you want uh, oh. the massage therapist to travel, you got to pay the massage therapist.
2: When you go to the Masters, you get the Airbnb, right? Right. So that is, they're
1: already they're already uniquely equipped to handle stuff like that. That's true. I think one thing that would be interesting is when your team captain gets to a point where he needs to replace himself on the team. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, I mean, there, there would be a learning process. I, I, I'm just I, saying, it would be part of the entertainment of the whole thing. I, I just think this is a thing
2: that's not going to go away. Because one thing I think people have realized, and you and I have just seen the interest, I think the interest of golf is going up dramatically and when interest goes up in anything dramatically that means dollars. And I think the PGA PGL already knows there is so much money behind golf already, right? The sponsors you can get. The, their average income relative maybe F1's high too. I don't know enough about their fan base. Golf in America by a mile has if you average household income is probably triple the NBA and the NFL.
1: Yeah, the the other thing is if you get new fans, As a consumer. you get people who aren't as tied to your history right like i someone who did not i didn't grow up playing golf i didn't grow i certainly did not grow up watching golf i was not watching that much golf even in probably my early to mid 20s and i wasn't really even playing golf in my early to mid 20s um I, I like the history it shows huh it, 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 God, it shows it. fuck no you're not kidding It's it's true um but uh yeah, there were some basic things about how it all works that I have to like. Wait, what? Did, I ask you all the time. Like, how does that work? What does that mean exactly? My point being, you get a bunch of new people to your sport. Like, if baseball suddenly got, uh, you know, a ton of new fans, you know what those people wouldn't care about? Runner on second base in the tenth inning. They're not tied to it. They don't. The way it used to be doesn't matter to them. So, if you get a bunch of new fans, you're like, hey, PGL, this is how it goes. People go, sweet. I've heard of Phil just tell me where he's playing. I've heard of John Rahm, just Bryson. Bryson and Brooks are playing in this random event. Cool. I don't know anything about it, but everyone says it's a big deal, so it's a big deal. Uh, It's not that hard to convert people if your stars are involved.
2: Golf has the least amount of things, though, to make the pivot as long as the majors come with them. Exactly. If the majors come, yeah, most of the tournaments, like, I, I don't think even a 50 year old that's been watching golf, like, I can't believe they got rid of the bear trap. No Bay Hill. No uh, snake corner at Valspar. Like, I don't think most people give a fuck, right? But if you did, like, no more Masters, like, that'd be a pretty big deal. Like, you you have to bring the majors. I
1: will say, one of the things that over the years I learned about, it's an obvious thing that is very cool, and it just happened. It just finished up today, I think. The U.S. Open qualify is one of the coolest things that any sport has. Does tennis have that in the U.S. Open? Can you self-qualify as, like, a tennis player? I would imagine it does. To me, the fact that literally anybody on this stream can practice and try and get into the US Open. Anybody well, watching No, you have to have a certain handicap
2: to be able to qualify for it for the but open. But I'm just saying yeah.
1: there's no you're not in the union. You're not no one has to scout you. No there's no work your way up through the minor. I mean, you ultimately if you, you, if have, you, to, have,
2: if you have a scratch handicap, you can enter to the original.
1: Anybody line. listening to this podcast or watching this YouTube stream, if you're if you work hard enough, you're good enough, you can just go. And then you go back to your job on Tuesday. You can play in the US freaking open. I mean, it's crazy. Sounds it's hard though, right? I would yes, imagine most I'm just most saying <laughs> you can overcome the barriers if you're good enough at it.
2: Yeah, it'd be the equivalent of like every year every NFL team, anyone that played college football in the region that has never got a tryout, under 28 years old could show up and they would get But you don't even have to have played college football in this analogy. I would imagine the overwhelming majority of guys that have ever qualified for the U.S. Open through the Open qualifying has play college. I college. agree.
1: I'm just saying it's not a prerequisite. No, it's not a prerequisite.
2: But okay, let's even just Vince Papali style. Anyone under 28 who meets a f- just can come out to an open tryout if you live in, in a 60-mile radius of all these teams. It'd be something like that.
1: Well, you could just walk out on the golf course and be like, what's that guy doing? Oh, man, that's Barry. Broke the club record last year. <laughs> he said, if <laughs> I break the record, I'm going to try and make the U.S. Open. And now he's trying.
2: Yeah, it's a unique sport that way. But Steve, it's, it's an individual... So that's I,
1: I think the sport is equipped to do shit like that. It's right? just it's, wild. it's just so... It, to me, it's one of the coolest things. There's no like... But, you know, you used to hear stories like this. Oh, the Cubs are having an open tryout down at the high school. You know, like, oh, that's how they found them. <laughs> like, that's golf. Steve on those the days, YouTube says 2.1 right. handicap, 8,000 entrants this year. 8,000 entrants. So... It's wild and and the crazy thing is this year it's like it's the other thing it's like established pros have to do it this uh
2: the they do they do it every year though you know the the Ches reeves keegan bradley like those type guys there's always a free keegan bradley failed to qualify johnny missed the cut i know at he's qualifier. probably a top 80 player in the world
1: ricky fowler missed the cut aaron wise Phil, missed the cut fills in he wasn't going to be in though he got in because he, he won a ma- because he won two weeks ago yeah he would have had to do this. Phil doesn't seem like he's been like locked in on his preparation for the U.S. Open.
2: <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit. Do you blame him? No. I mean, I feel like he's just been playing money games. Yeah. It's, it, the 2.1 handicap, though, you have no shot if you're a 2.1 handicap to make. Because just you and I. What's Tyler Rayburn? Obviously, I, I, I know. I mean, show. I think when he's good he's probably a plus five he's done it you know he qualified he went to the u.s open and he rain delay he had to play 27 holes on a friday as the story goes oakmont historically that or whatever the one bryson won at last year is considered like the hardest whistling straights right out there too but oakmont i think the last decade was considered the hardest course it was really hard but a couple struts off rain delay throws you off uh i i just think that the qualifiers, though, are at easier courses, and it's just like a birdie fest. Like, you better go low. I mean, Rick Neuheisel's kid, you Joe. what we're talking about
1: yesterday. Joe, not Jerry. Yeah. I texted with Jerry Rick. was
2: on Chip Kelly's staff.
1: Yeah, well, he is. I was like, God, did he quit football to play golf? I, I, I commend him. I was texting with Rick on uh, went, uh, Monday. He was pretty fired up, and then you had some reports from the course that also said Rick Neuheisel was seen very fired up. So... Is Joe got, it in, got into a uh, Well, because my U.S. Playoff. Open
2: contingent was texting me on Saturday, Rick Neuheisel's was in front of us. They thought they were there practicing for the event yesterday and thinking just like, oh, Rick's a member here. Rick's just plant. Turns out Rick doing the same thing they are with Joe just
1: getting ready. Boys like, yeah, come play with you. Joe Neuheisel, Do you think Joyce Boise State would be a cool place to play golf? It's a beautiful area. I mean, the problem it's is awesome. it's yeah. cold as hell. But when it's nice, it's really nice. Well, I bet they got some cool. I had some courses friends that air. went up there, uh, just got an Airbnb for a week, like a couple months ago, just to hang. Yeah. So it's it's a good
2: spot. To Bo- they just went to Boise, Idaho to hang out. They went to Boise, Idaho for a week. Yeah,
1: got an Airbnb. Fuck,
2: I do. not would do that tomorrow. Sounds amazing. Forty. It's not a bad place to just go. Yeah,
1: I don't think I don't know what the flight situation. Like, if it's easy. To get the Boise. I would imagine it's not that hard to get to Boise.
2: Well, you get in your Honda Accord and fill <laughs> up that gas tank and you know, it's a little more you know, the gas tank even on Honda Accord was for about seventy dollars right now? Sixty?
1: Uh no, it's like fifty bucks. Fifty, sixty bucks.
2: What is it usually for you?
1: Probably around that. No, oh, but right now, I mean, gas price is at all time high, right? Yeah, I mean it's probably usually forty three dollars and now it's fifty five dollars. I don't know. Yeah, it's tr- I thought about right. it before Sorry, I'm always probably. like 17 more cents over there. Like, fuck that. Well, I'm going to drive for another eight miles. That's like, in the end, what'd you save $3 on a 13-gallon yeah, tank? Much. But it lasts
2: a while too. you get good gas mileage. My point is, I drove the Honda Accord to Boise, Idaho. Yeah. I made the drive. <laughs> and how long did that take? It's long. I, I don't remember the route. I, I, I think there's a chance I would hit Boise to Davis in one day. I just wanted to get home. I know I did it Eugene to Davis in one day. I did a long drive from Boise, Idaho, but I might have stopped because that feels pretty far. High
1: school drive, Davis to Eugene, was that? I don't think there was a stop on the way, right? That was just straight Yeah, through. I mean, it,
2: it's like, the thing is, the difference is we left in the morning. I finished my day at like five o'clock. Oh, well, that was a solo was like, drive
1: you're talking about, too.
2: Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to stay here. I want to go home. Yeah. But I, I didn't want to drive all the way to the Bay Area, so I just stopped at my parents' house. Uh,
1: anything else we need to hit today? KD and the uh, and the Nets on their way to a championship. That's all I got. Um, baseball celebrations, they're awesome. College baseball players, it really feels like they've taken it to another level. Like another. Oh, I level. love. The, well, is, did you? See, how many people do you think were at the Arkansas game? I don't know what their capacity is, but it was, I mean it was banana. The Arkansas, just a, I, the Tennessee game the other day was when the guy threw the bat in the air, <laughs> just on his walk off.
0: Do you see Would that you say like
2: fifteen thousand people? I mean it looks, looks jammed. <laughs> looks someone's like, oh, what do they have to do in Arkansas? Well, you, you can use that anywhere. I, I just know that in the SEC, why do I turn on these games and you always can't move?
1: Well, that's the one thing is you do get I I was talking to somebody about it texting yesterday. It's like you do just get, I think, more just quote unquote college towns that play high level sports in in the South, for example, right? Like how many Pac twelve schools are in college towns? Oregon yeah, State, maybe. Eugene for Oregon. Pullman, Washington State. Maybe the Arizonas, maybe but the L.A.s Tempe and the, Con- the Bears are not. Arizona college State, towns. kinda. Seattle's, Tucson. Not college, I, I'd say Tucson, Tucson is. Tucson, okay. Boulder, yeah, Boulder absolutely is a college town, but they don't have a baseball team.
2: Boulder, the Colorado's. In, I guess Colorado how doesn't how have a baseball play? team.
1: Yeah. Has
2: that always been the case, or they cancel it? As far it I don't I, yeah,
1: I don't know that they've ever. Maybe they had one. Does, you, does Utah have a baseball team? Utah has a baseball team. So the Pac-12 only have
2: eleven baseball teams.
1: Eleven baseball teams.
2: So one of the teams is always playing like an out-of-conference series yeah. or something. I did not know that. That's kind of weird, but also makes sense. Yeah. But like, how does Michigan State have a baseball team?
3: Turf field, you know, some all of these Turf schools.
2: field. How
1: do
3: people
2: Probably. play baseball in the Big Ten? Like,
1: they don't they play start baseball?
2: late? Uh,
1: Iowa. Well, yeah, they they well, you usually know, they start their you know one of on the things.
2: Yeah, they play out in like Pepperdine, Long Beach State, and Cal State Fullerton like the first three games or series. Yeah,
1: or Stanford. I remember Indiana came to Stanford a few years ago.
2: I guess the SEC is just made for baseball, right? Hot, warm all the time. Baseball. Yeah, it's just a lot of college town. Baseball players come from
1: the south. I mean, every dude is just fucking looks like he's been on the squat rack and the forearm machine. Did you know Arkansas was good at baseball? Yeah, number one
2: team in the nation all year. I didn't. I didn't know that. They always. That's the thing about the SEC. I guess I knew Vanderbilt's good. Mississippi State's always been good. I did not know
1: Arkansas. Tennessee's really good this year.
2: When that guy hit that home run, the outfield went. It felt like watching a big league game.
1: It was badass. I remember hearing stories from some a Pac-12 school where they went to a regional. I forget which one. Maybe it was Arkansas, and they said it was one of the most. The Pac-12 fans came back and were like. It was unbelievable. Like every fan was just offering you beer and offering you they're like grilling literally in the outfield. Like not literally in the outfield. Literally right behind the outfield wall. They just got a barbecue out there. And it's just nothing like it. Uh the closer to your playing surface that you can barbecue, to me, just infinitely enhances how great your experience is. And baseball, softball, really the only one you can just be in the stadium, kinda, of, but out of the stadium. But barbecuing, it's a pretty rare thing. We had a
2: barbecue down the third baseline at uh What's what I'm saying? Is it Kruko or is it Ozzy Smith? I forget what the name of it is. Baggett Stadium? Landing? Kruko. Something landing? It was Kruko area. Yeah, we... Uh, Kruko's Landing? Something like that, yeah. Get free beer and free hot dogs. You just had to have a special ticket. And John Middlecoff was the VIP host for two years and let all the cool that's people... A, that's a great job. <laughs> it was incredible. It was uh, a guy, free beer. Free beer.
1: What do you think that? Do you have any idea what the ticket was? It a ticket you could buy, or is just a VIP? Hangout? Yeah, it was like
2: yeah, it was VIP special team. I mean, there were a lot of people in there, but I mean, when word got out, Middle Cop. Now the problem is sometimes the assistant AD would stand right next to me, so he'd be kind of looking. But when they would leave, I'd give the little wink, and the guys would come on in. Once you're in, you're in. You know, it's like are those, those
0: four guys from Sigep Boosters? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, this guy, uh, you know, paid for the outfield signage
1: right there. <laughs> uh, all right, a lot to talk about today. a lot, lot of hanging out to do
2: lot going on, guy. lot going on. Even when they tell you there's not. Make it happen. There is.
1: All it's right. where you get ma- paid the big bucks. We'll be trying to uh, qualify for the uh, emergency U.S. Open alternates at Calippe. So uh, good <laughs> luck to us. <laughs> Adios. Well, later, everybody. Thanks for hanging.